Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Ben Carter, your life transformation coach. And I've been sent, called, and commissioned to help you live your very best life. Join me on Ben the Life Coach Radio Show. I can't wait to support your leap into victory. Four years of school to get to college Four years of that for a degree It's easier to master knowledge Than it is to master me But I'm making this my graduation party It took a while for me to make it there When I showed up the ceremony started Cap up in the air. Ooh, oh, I gotta graduate. Can't stay here forever. Gotta graduate. All things pass away when I graduate. All things become new when I graduate. Yeah, thank the Lord that I'm much smarter than I'd ever thought I'd be. promise that I gotta keep So I'm making this my graduation part Took a while for me Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to a brand new show. This is Ben Carter. I'm your favorite life transformation coach. And on this podcast, talk radio show, whatever you want to call it, been the life coach show we're going to focus on graduation now obviously it is may going into june and everyone's graduating the the little kids are graduating from uh kindergarten going into uh first grade and fifth graders uh and sixth graders are going into middle school and middle schoolers into high school we get the concept of graduation Um, when we're talking about academics and studies, right? But what if we apply the same concept to life? Think about it from this perspective. How many of you would hold the highest degree or diploma in life? I think that is maybe a PhD, a doctorate and whatever. Who would have a doctorate in life based on how well you've studied yourself in your life, how well you've learned from the lessons in life, and you've constantly been able to graduate? You know, there's a difference between good and bad problems. And some of us have really, really, really good uh, problems where we're trying to identify 
you know, between opportunities. Which opportunity should I take? Should I take the one in San Diego? Should I take the one in Chicago? And the only thing you have to worry about is how your winters are going to be spent, right? And the, the challenge of moving all of your things from the East Coast to the West Coast. So how many of us can actually say that this was my pattern in high school with relationships? When I got to college, it changed. When I went into my young adulthood as a 25-year-old, it changed. When I was finally married, I was in a place where I understood who I was and who I wanted to be in a relationship, in a marriage. How many of us can say that versus those of us, <laughs> sometimes me included, our standards, the way we live, and the way we think is that an association to how we handled relationships, people, places, and things like we did when we were in high school. We are still making choices and using our thought process as that of our 17-year-old selves. And so this show is really going to be about identifying if that is how we live and make choices and where we need to graduate in life. You know, some of us never completed high school and there's no issue with that. If you're not living in a life where you expect to have the same thing that person who did go to school for eight years has, that sense of entitlement where as a teenager, we sometimes feel entitled to everything that we want uh, and not doing what we need to get it. When I was growing up, my mother used to tell me because I was a jerk in school, I was really, really bad in school. And she would say, Scooter, your teachers have paid the cost to be the boss. They got theirs. You got to get yours. What she was saying was they put in the work to do what they needed to do to be in a position to tell me what I needed to do. They put in a lot of long hours and a lot of work and a lot of money uh, to hold that degree and teaching certificate to advise me and teach me. And here I come with my 12-year-old, 15-year-old, 17-year-old uh, adolescent self, all in my hormones and in my feelings and my inexperience thinking that I have a right to say to them whatever I wanted to say, which really made me look like an ignorant fool. But in that mindset, I didn't know that. And for a long time, even though I did physically graduate from high school, my emotional makeup and the process to manage my life and make decisions was still that of a high school senior right, with no experience about life. And so that's what I want to talk about is where we are in life and how we want to process life and how we want to live life. And so we're going to approach it from a couple of areas. And I'm going to save the end of the show to give you some tools, some practical, fundamental tools to walk away with, to identify who you are and where you are in your life. And some folks go, well, Ben, why is this important? Why is this even a topic or uh, a show? And it's important because there, if you're in my range, my bracket, some of us 35, 40, 45, 50 year old adults still managing life like our 15 year old, 20 year old, 25 year old self. I can't tell you the number of adults that I come in contact with and their value system, the way that 
they think that they could still get a job is that of their 17, 18, 19 year old self when people were still mailing in resumes uh, and typing up resumes um, on typewriters, that mindset from 1991, 1992. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Right. So their process, you know, that's an example of their process hasn't changed. And sometimes your process is what's going to keep you out of being promoted and elevated into the next level of living. So share this video, tell a friend to tell a friend and let everybody know that. I think that there are areas in our lives we all need to graduate in. Let's take the next 30 minutes to identify what those areas are and do the work so that we can really live our best lives and not live two second best living on social media so that we can get 200 likes, but that we can like the life that we live even when our door is shut and our phone is face down. All right, we're going to take a quick break. I'll see you in a second. This last year. Tell me what I missed. Cause I feel that it's coming back up again. Must be something I ate. Some song, some show, some hate. Mm-hmm. The devil wants to extend the game free throws and when it ends he wants to make the sequel cause if he has another chance he feels like he can take my joy my peace my faith see the devil he learns from your mistakes even if you don't That's how it keeps you in cycles, 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 but I'm not going in cycles, but I'm not going in cycles, cycles, All right, welcome back from break. Welcome back, welcome back. So I want to focus on the first concept, if you will, in terms of graduating. We understand that graduating is really moving from one level to the next. And like I said, what we want to do is identify if we're doing that in our lives. Is your relationship moving from one level to the next? Have you been with the same person for X number of years and you all are still arguing about 
the same things that you argued about when you first got together. Your triggers today are still the triggers from five years ago, and you have not done anything to work through that and identify how to manage when he clips his toenails or she leaves her bloomers uh, on the bed or anything like that, or if he decides to go out and he still doesn't check in and you're still having the same fight and the same argument and the same debate, we've got to identify what's happening. Is, is, is our gr relationship graduating? Are our lives moving to the next level? And, and the first concept that I want to talk about, and if there are any teenagers in the car or 20-year-olds in the car or at home listening, the concept of aging versus growing, right? So when I was coming up, you guys probably heard me say this before. I would never say, I'm grown. You can't tell me what to do because I understood financially that I had not grown anywhere, <laughs> My my money depended on my grandmother giving me an allowance every month. She would give me eighty nine dollars and my grandmother would give me money out of her Social Security check. Right. Um, we didn't grow up what I feel like in poverty, but we did grow up in lack. Um, we'll have a show on that to identify what the difference is. There was a lot of wealth in the way that my grandmother attempted to do things. And then there was a lot of lack in the mindset. But what she did do was make sure she allocated enough funds to me for me to be able to express myself financially. And she would give me $89 every month. And I was responsible for managing that. I had to pay tithe out of that. And then I had to hold on to that for the, the entire month, right? Because that's how the dividends were being divided, baby. <laughs> and I would never say I'm grown because I knew that financially and the roof being over my head was not something that I could control or facilitate for myself. Now, growing up was something different. I understood that the way that I handled certain situations needed to change. I could no longer throw temper tantrums like I did when I was an adolescent. Literally, I, I was the poster child for temper tantrums. You know, the kid you see in the mall acting a pure fool and you like, I'm going to take my belt off and whoop his. That was me. I was that kid. So growing up, I knew that there was a difference between my age and my level of growth. Like there were certain stories I told myself. So when I turned 12 years old, I said, you're, you're a young man now. You can't watch cartoons anymore. So I punished myself by not watching cartoons uh, for a long time. <laughs> but then that changed when I realized that that was stupid. You should be watching the, the cartoons, Ben. What I'm saying is, there's a difference between turning 18 and feeling like you have the right to do whatever you want because by law you are an adult and realizing that by growth mentally um, and emotionally and financially you have not grown much at all because of the way you still look at things and the way that you behave and the conversations that you have with your parents. You throw uh, now emotional tantrums when they say you shouldn't do, I don't think you should do, or you flat out can't do. Instead of attempting to identify where they're coming from adult to an adult, 
you still respond like your nine-year-old self. So there's a difference between aging and growing. And I want you to identify, this is the first thing that I want you to do, is look at your life and identify how much you've aged versus grown. And I particularly want to look at now some of the men. Uh, Men, I want you to look at when it comes to relationships and how you handle um, the men that you're in relationship with and the women that you're in relationship with. Are you still seeing relationship through the lens of your 16-year-old self when you realize who you were as a sexual being and that's what you lead with, your sexuality um, and your manhood? Or have you grown into your manhood and you are led by your, by your value system? So you've learned the difference that values are how you actually live your life. So if you li- if you were led earlier in life by your, your sexual pleasures, have you learned that as you become an adult, even though society says, you know, get married or get in a relationship and be monogamous, have you been able to identify that your value system is not necessarily monogamy or having one person, but you've gone in and married someone anyway? And you've gone against your entire value system. If your value system, and lady, this goes for you too, is sexual pleasure, but you marry or get into relationship with someone whose value system says monogamy, fidelity, uh, only one sexual partner for the rest of this marriage or the duration of this relationship, then you're out of an alignment. You've aged, but your values haven't grown. You haven't grown emotionally. You haven't matured in your level of thinking and being, right? That's what I want you to take a look at and identify what you're doing. Are you holding on to old values that no longer serve your highest good. And listen, for those of you who have heat and judgment around people who want to have multiple sexual partners, stay in your lane and mind your business. That is not your value system. You should not be having a conversation with those people who believe that to serve their highest good is to express themselves sexually with as many partners as they need to in a healthy manner. Now, I have my own thoughts about that. I have my own beliefs about that, but that's none of my business because I'm not looking to get into a relationship with someone who does not share my highest value, right? I'm not trying to do that. So what I want you to identify is if you're holding on to a standard that society set for you, right? Sometimes society sets standards for us and we start living by those and we don't even realize that we are adopting societal belief systems that have nothing to do with us, right? So I'll take it here. I'll go a little bit deeper with that. Some of us grow up in very racist families and we don't realize until we get into high school or go into college that even though we were brought up in a very racist belief system, when you see a black person after the sun has gone down, you know, go to the other side of the street. I just watched a video. When you see a black person behaving the way that they do, if they're a little bit loud or they're in a place you don't believe that they should be in, call the cops immediately because you feel uncomfortable, right? 
if you were brought up in that kind of belief system and as you start to go out into the world and you start having relationships with people of different ethnicities and other cultures and you start realizing that what you were raised to believe was false and inaccurate and does not match the experiences that you're having with these people, it's time for you to graduate your level of thinking and your level of living. It's time for you to tell yourself and that inner dialogue that says, believe what you've been taught because what you've been taught is correct. You've got to start talking back to yourself and saying, no, that is incorrect. That is not my experience. It's a stereotype. It does not exist in the world that I am currently living in. Not for me. That's not my experience. And I don't want to create that. So what I call that is misappropriated loyalty misappropriated loyalty to values and belief systems that do not serve who you are and who you want to be in the world. So for those folks that come from those backgrounds uh, and they have those thought processes and you go out into the to the new world, you don't have to go back to your family and say, hey, this isn't true. This isn't my experience. You don't have to try to make them believe what you believe now, what you need to do is make sure that your values are in alignment with the experiences that you're having in life. I always tell people this. If you really want to test racism and the system of racism, get into relationships with other people outside of your culture. And this goes for, you know, people of Latina um cultures or ethnicities, uh, for African-Americans, for uh, Caucasians, all of us step outside of your culture, your neighborhood, and get into relationship with other people. See what they believe. Just because they believe it does not necessarily make it true. But what makes it true for them is when there is nothing else to combat it. There is nothing else to go against what they're talking about to get into relationships so that you can start and when I say relationship people I'm not saying get into bed right don't don't skew the conversation I'm saying get into relationship get into emotional relationship get into psychological relationship get into social relationship so that we start breaking down some of these stereotypes and these ridiculous traditions that we have right so this is where we we might need to graduate. We need to graduate in what we believe about other cultures and other ethnicity ethnicities um, ethnicities. Excuse me, <laughs> hooked on phonics, and really identify what the real is. Once we identify what the real is, go a step deeper and then identify who we are authentically and align that with who we want to be based on our value system. Most of us think that we have a high level of morality and high value system. When we start breaking down what we do versus what we believe, baby, I'm telling you, because most of us will say, I believe in God. I believe God is love, but we don't do God and we don't do love, <laughs> right? When we start breaking that down, we'll see how unaligned we are with what we we say versus what we do. So those are some of the things that we need to check when we're talking about graduating in life and moving from one level to the next, right? Take a deep breath. I'm going to take one, too. 
because that's a lot to consider, right? So consider these points. No matter where you are in life, just because you feel like you're 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, and you think that you're that age that for some reason you've amassed wisdom, don't fool yourself. There's a lot of fools (laughs) that are 40, 45, 50, you know, that have gotten into pattern repeating. The only way wisdom works is if you break the cycle, break the pattern, do a new thing that serves your your highest good, your highest self from a healthy perspective. So identify if you're aging versus growing. Identify if you're holding on to old values that were taught to you. Uh, If you've adopted societal beliefs that were subconsciously uh, delivered to you, especially our our kids now via social media and all over the place, news feeds, timelines, that you've been fed some information and you've accepted the information as true, right? Even the negative stuff, it becomes the truth. And you've not identified what your belief system is based on the experiences you've had in life and how you've broken a cycle and broken a pattern. And you've been able to graduate from one level of living and thinking and being into another level of thinking and living and being, right? So we're going to take another quick break. When we come back from this break, I am going to give you the keys to the kingdom, baby. I'm going to give you practical tools to identify if you actually uh, are remedial, if you've stayed back several times, if you've made the same mistake several times, or if, you know, you've graduated into real good problems. If you have been able to apply specific critical thinking skills to every dimension of your life. That will allow you to graduate to every dimension in your life, your social living, your financial living, your romantic life, um, your ongoing continued education. Where do you need to graduate? Where do you need to elevate, grow and be better? I'll see you after the break. Listen, if you're just joining the show, you'll be able to download it. But 
if you're just joining the show, this show is graduation theme, and we are talking about moving in levels in life, moving from one stage of living to the next. And if for you, that means I used to drive a Honda, now I drive a Beamer, go you. If that is moving from one level of living, if you moving from a Honda, which I drive a Honda, (laughs) to a Beamer, um, is a representation of growth for you, that is fantastic. They, that might represent and be some symbolic for your growth in your career, your promotion on your drop job, the management of you handling your finances really well. If that's what that represents, so be it. If taking multiple vacations a year for you is graduating and you're living, then fantastic. That might mean that you've been able to manage your time better. That might mean you've been able to allocate your funds in a way that affords you to live uh, more glamorously when it comes to taking vacation. The vacation, the cars, the shoes, all of those things are symbols. They are not your success. They're symbols of your success. They're symbolic for what you've been able to do and or achieve. Because if you're doing those things without having the fundamental definition of what success is for you, if those things are what make you successful, then when we take those away, you're no longer successful. Someone told me it doesn't matter, Ben, if you have 25 clients or no clients, if you're working a corporate job or no corporate job, you are your brand. So you are you are always who you've been. And when they told me that, I was like, dang, that was confirmation, because what my mother used to always tell me this, that's just Scooter. He has always been that way. He is. That's not new. He's not performing new. Right. He is who he's always been is what she would always say. You are who you've always been when it comes to the brand and what you represent. Everything else is a trinket. It's an accessory, right? But you get to define what success means to you and what graduation means to you. So what I want to focus on, one, I want to take time and, and just break down a couple of examples of what graduation actually means in life, right? So we get what it means scholastically and academically. What about, let's talk about relationships. What does graduation mean in my relationship? So in particular, those of us who are relationship addicts, right? Where let's say we've dated And we've gotten into six-month relationships, 12-month relationships, but we can't quite make it past that two-year mark. And every time we leave the relationship, we're looking at the other person. That person made me do something. That person made me behave this way. The relationship can't quite graduate fully to that two-year mark. And the reason why is because that person did something that made you behave in a way that broke the relationship. That person stopped performing in a way that made me go out and seek something else in the relationship. And that kind of thinking and living and being is in association from someone in your past, who you were in your past. The unfortunate thing is 
your past you and the values that you've developed around relationships hasn't grown. It hasn't graduated because your 17-year-old self is still defining to you who your 37-year-old self should be in a relationship. This person doesn't behave this way, act this way. If after six months they stop doing or being, then I have to respond and the relationship is over. There's a certain part of who you are that hasn't grown, right? You've you've aged, (laughs) you're aging well, but you're not really growing that well. So if think about your relationships, have you been in five relationships in the past 10 years and they haven't quite made it past that two year mark? What the hell is going on? Not with the other person, but with you. What about you needs to develop? What about you needs to grow? What about you needs to elevate and graduate to the next level. Do you know how hard it is to go from high school to college to graduate school to pursue a a doctorate in whatever? When we look at it from that perspective, that is challenging. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort, especially when you're doing it around my age. You have to tell friends, you know, I can't go out. I can't do this. You know, you have to sacrifice finances because now you're paying for it out of your pocket because you realize that you don't have that many more years to be trying to pay uh, student loans. What about your thinking has grown that has caused you to take action in a different way, right? Let's think about it. So the person that's been in the relationship for 15 years and the person that has been in multiple relationships for 15 years, sometimes that person looks at the one in the 15 year relationship and say, you know, you stupid for staying in that relationship. I wouldn't have stayed. I wouldn't have dealt with this, 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 this and this. Right. But sometimes what you haven't realized is the issues that the 15 year old relationship that what they're dealing with is different from what they dealt with 15 years ago. What they dealt with 15 years ago is what you can't get over at that two year mark. Do you understand what I'm saying? Where do you need to graduate? Your problems are going to remain, right? But if the relationship is, is on purpose, then the relationship is bigger than the problem and you do what it takes to maintain the integrity of the relationship and move forward. No, the relationship is not there to complete you. The relationship is not there to make you whole, but the relationship is there to complement your life. It is, it is additional flower and color to the garden of your living, right? And when it no longer does that, you identify what different seeds do we need to plant to grow into another level of living. Ask yourself that from a a relationship perspective. Are you addicted to the newness of the relationship? And when it's old, you're suddenly falling out of love and you have not identified for yourself what love really is, right? Love is not happiness every day. Sometimes love is long suffering. Sometimes love is sacrifice. Sometimes love is the redefinition of behavior patterns. Sometimes love will require you to change your mind to serve the highest good of your relationship. Sometimes it will. If you're a parent, think about it from that perspective. Sometimes you have got to reinvent and redirect and change change the profile of what loving your child looks like because the child that you started out with is not the child that you're ending up with. The child that you put on the bus 
when they were six is not the same child that you wish wouldn't get off the bus coming home from school when they're 16 because of the, the level of living and the choices that they're making. Think about it. How do we need to graduate, right? Think about your finances. This is real quick. Are you still not saving, right? Are you still you know, 40, 45, 50, and you have no uh, 401k, you have no um, money in a, in a protected savings account, you've not invested in life insurance for yourself, for your kids, all the things that you did when you were 31, 21, your financial education is still the same, it's all but flatlined, right? Check yourself. And identify, am I still handling my finances the way that I did? Are you still screaming and crying about your credit score? As if your credit score is some kind of powerful entity all within itself that you have no control over. Oh, I can't get my credit score above a 600. Your credit score won't go above 600 because your level of living financially and your education level when it comes to finances won't go above a 600. You haven't graduated. You still think the same way that you thought about finances 5, 10, 15 years ago. I tell people all the time, I just really had financial epiphanies when I was like 37 years old, realizing that I was I made a financial practice of robbing Peter to pay Paul of coming up. My grandmother would pray over her bills, right? She would put money in one bill uh, and pray over the other one, hoping that, you know, bills uh, or utilities wouldn't get cut off and prayer works because they didn't. <laughs> but my point is. The income that I have versus what my grandmother had. I didn't need to pray over my bills, praying that something uh, wouldn't be disconnected. I made probably 500 times <laughs> more than what my grandmother made. Um, and praying over my bills was ridiculous. What needed to change was my mindset. I was still the same 16 year old kid that saw her do that with a, I'm not gonna say how much money or what the, the figure is, but a high salary absolute insanity ridiculousness right so we've got to identify where our thought patterns are and break those we can only break them by graduating right you can only graduate once you've mastered algebra and then go to algebra 2 and then what's after that then you start going into stuff like cal and statistics and geometry all of those things you can't move forward once you master or break the pattern of failure with the previous thing. So think about it from that perspective. Where do you need to graduate in your finances, right? Are you, excuse me, are you doing way too much? You know, are you spending every pay period, you know, $800 on two suits and a pair of shoes? Because you need to be fresh every time you go to a business conference or every time the church has a banquet. What's happening? where we need to really think about who we are and what we're doing and how we are applying our thoughts to our living. Think about your career. This is a touchy one right here, right? I And I career coach and I have a career coach, right? I actually have two career coaches because my thoughts are all over the place with where I want to be. I want to have my own radio show. I want to have my own TV show. I want to have my own coaching clients. I want to be able to coach businesses and assist them with 
better serving their customers because I have a background in hospitality and culinary arts. I have a background um, and an undergraduate degree in computer science. And I want to do a lot of executive coaching for software companies like I do training for software uh, companies. So I've got a lot of irons in the fire. In order for me to graduate from my thoughts into actually doing and being, I have to hire people who do what I do, but do it a little bit better, who do it a little bit broader. So yeah, I've got two career coaches too, right? The thing is, where do we need to ensure that we're living our best lives? The next one would be, how are you handling your career, baby, right? Have you not gotten any education since you're 20 and you're now 40 and you're at that point of your career where you're not old at all, but you're 20 years deep in the workforce and now you might be competing for jobs, right? And positions with someone who is 20, 22, fresh out of college, might still be living home and you've not done anything to broaden your career horizon, but you feel like because you're 40, you should be making 80 grand a year, or you might believe you should be at the six figure mark, but there's not been any continued education. How dare you? Who the hell do you think you are? You've not invested anything in yourself in terms of being certified to become uh, management in in the field that you're in, to pursue pursue a higher degree. You've not graduated academically. Why should you graduate financially and in position in your career? And if you just so happen, I don't believe in this practice all the time, to get promoted because you're 20 years deep in your career, What qualifies you to do that? Because you've been doing the job, but you may not be skilled to be the supervisor or the manager. Are you going to elevate and graduate into the next phase by independently going out and saying, you know what? I do a great job at what I do. My coworkers love me, but I don't know how my coworkers are going to feel when I become their manager or their supervisor. I need to take some classes. I need to get a coach. I need to get some skills in that area. I need to read a book or two in that area. I don't need to go back because I don't want to go back to school, but let me get a business management certificate. Let me get a management certificate. Let me get a training certificate to ensure that I have the tools, the skill sets, to qualify me to manage people. Managing people, managing processes, and managing procedures are completely different, baby. So I wanna identify if you've identified where you need to graduate. This is a check, y'all, stop playing, right? Because I already know, I get people all of the time when we start talking about health, right? I'm a chubby boy, I'm a chubby boy, I'm gonna stand up. Look, you see my belly? When I go to the doctor, the doctor say, Any sickness that you experience, Ben, is in the fat in your belly. And although you've done well by not gaining weight, I need you to lose some more weight. Cholesterol, blood sugar is a little bit too high. I need you to work on this, right? I don't have any hypertension issues, but this is going to sound harsh. The truth of the matter is some of us have gone to the doctor for the past five years. We've gained 20, 25 years every year. And when the doctor tell us, you know, we're diabetic or we have hypertension or we have high cholesterol, you know, or we have issues with our backs and our knees, we are in shock. Come out of shock, baby. You fat, you fat as hell. That's why you sick. Your sickness is in association to 
your health. We have got to graduate into healing. We've got to graduate into healthy living. I don't know if you saw this show. The very first show that I had earlier in the year, I had my my cousin on the show. She is becoming a wellness coach. She talked about being born prematurely and the side effects that she's experienced uh, in her 22 years of living of being very, very, very ill, being out of school and work weeks at a time, how she helped heal and facilitate healing did not come from the prescription of the doctor. Some of y'all think that that's the cure. You think that Jesus is healing you from on high when the doctor prescribes you that that medication. He is not. That's not your healing. Your healing is in the way that you think and the way that you grow mentally and emotionally. The doctor's treatment never worked for Rachel Walker. Look her up because she's got a great program to, to support your better living. What supported better living for her was the way she ate. She became her own physician and she checked in with herself. She assessed her own body. How do I respond when I eat this? Dairy, gluten, carbs, this type of vegetable. How do I respond? It was her healthy eating and her healthy living that supported her reversing the sickness that she had experienced all of her life. She's only 22. Can you imagine what the next 22 times 22 times 22 years would have looked like for her had she not identified? She would have been on disability in the next 22 years. But she broke through the mindset because we grew up, right, in a family that says, well, we get sick. No, we don't get sick. We get fat as hell. We're sedentary. We get sick, but don't nobody say I'm so sick, but I spend five days a week in the gym. All I eat is green vegetables. No, we fry. We will fry a rib. We will fry a pork chop. Right. And we're sedentary. And I'm admitting that because that's the way that we were groomed. That's the way we were raised. Eat when you're sad. Eat to celebrate. You know, eat to tell people that you love them. But there was no moderation. There was no balance. In order to get the moderation and the balance and enjoy what you love, you've got to graduate from where you are here. You can't have macaroni and cheese, ham hocked collard greens, fried chicken, barbecue ribs, and cornbread every day for each meal. You've got to graduate your living. You've got to graduate your eating. We've got to graduate into healthy thinking, right? And I'm right there. I am not a health coach, right? I I am not going to claim to know the answer to that piece, but I know that in order for me to get from obese to fat as hell to a little chubby to now where I need to be, that in order for that to change, my mindset has to change about how I look at food so that even my taste buds respond to what I love differently, right? Because baby, if I could, I would eat a bowl of ice cream for breakfast, cookies and cake for lunch. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. That Snickers and Mountain Dew for dinner. That's what I would eat. <laughs> Listen, where do we need to graduate in our finances, in our health, in our relationship, in our emotional state of being, in our communication? Where do we need to graduate, right? Listen, I've got 
the tool. This is the practical tool. It's an acronym. Get your pen, get your paper. This is how we're going to move um, from one grade to the next, right? You got to take your notes, right? You got to take your notes. You got to write the vision and make it plain. When you write the vision and make it plain, it comes to pass. I was just telling one of my, uh, the young, young men that I'm an advocate for, I said, listen, last year I opened up a journal that I started when I was in my early 20s. And I said, everything that I wrote in that journal, I wrote it as a prayer. I started out and I said, dear God, and I wrote a stream of thoughts. I said, everything that I wrote in that journal in 1997 came to pass. I looked at it in 2017 and everything that I had written in 1997 came to pass. I am who I wished I would be when I wrote that. And there were some things in there where I just say, I don't even know how to put this in words, but this is who I want to be, God. This is who I want to be in my life. This is who I want to be in position. This is how I want to feel. One of the most important things that I wrote was I want to feel different. Right. I want to be able to speak about my truth and who I am and not feel shame and not have who I am and my truth associated to anything that society says uh, in terms of who I should be as a black man and who I should be in my career and who I should be in my relationship and who I should be in my spiritual self. I'm so confident and firm in those things. You could say whatever you need to say, whatever you want to say about me. It ain't none of my business. It is not my truth. God will not give you permission to access my soul or the scriptures in my heart. So I have absolutely no heat, no energy, really no comeback when it comes to that, because I'm constantly aligning or in alignment with my values. And you better get it. You better get it. You better get it. So this is what I want you to write down. Write this down. The word ask. Ask, not ask. I ask you. I ask you. Ask. A S K. The A is what you're going to start with, right? Ask yourself this. The A, it's an acronym, is for assessment. You need to assess yourself. I want you to assess these things, assess your finances. Right. I have a chart for this. You can go to my 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 website, LiveLLCCoaching.com. There's a chart called Grade Your Life. Grade Your Life. Look at your finances. Assess your finances. Assess your relationships, your romantic relationships, your relationships with your friends. Right. Are you two faced? Are you a two faced mofo? I'm playing. <laughs> assess your relationship with your children. Assess your relationships with your coworkers, right? Assess your relationships. Assess your finances. Assess where you are in your career. Are you where you want to be? If you want to make 85 grand a year, do you have the skills and the experience that it takes to get you that number? That's your wild number. Do you have what it takes to get it? Have you worked towards getting that? If your wild number is $850,000 a year, what do you need to pursue that? Assess these things, your finances, your relationships, your career. If you want to assess where you live, if you look out your window and you go, there's constant gang banging and I can't take it no more. Do you want to stay there and support moving away from that problem? 
or are you going to stay there in silence and kind of be a part of the problem? You might need to move. You might need to move to another community, get a clear head and come back and save your community. Or if you say, listen, I just need to get out. I've done this too long. It's completely changed the way that I live my life, having to subconsciously dodge bullets. Excuse me. So assess where you live. Once you assess, assess where you live, grade yourself on it. Do you get an A because you've done amazing things in that area and you're constantly growing? Or do you get an F because you've been frightened to move? You cannot move. You failed and you're repeating the same patterns. You're dating the same guy. You're dating the same money hungry girl and you can't move past those type of people. Where do you need to go inside yourself and say, listen, I need to make a change. I need to graduate. I need to elevate and I need to step up my standards because this isn't working anymore. Write it down. Once you've written down and you've assessed yourself, now I need you to start shifting. Shifting. Shift your old thoughts using new affirmations, right? The I am factor. I am wealthy. I am healthy. I am doing everything it takes to be healthy in my mind, to be healthy in my spirit, to be healthy in my emotions. Affirm yourself. I will no longer commit myself to relationships that aren't in alignment with my values. If my value is fidelity and monogamy, I will no longer commit myself to a relationship where the other person has never practiced fidelity or monogamy. I will not be their guinea pig. I will not be their science project. I will align myself with someone who's aligned with the same value. If your highest value is sexual pleasure and sexual expression, I will not align myself with someone who is going to require of me to only be their sexual partner. I refuse to do it. Doesn't match my current value system and I will not hold them up and where they need to be in their relationship. Start shifting your mindset, right? If you believe that your life is the way that it is because you lost your faith, right? I am faithful. I will choose to believe that God has got my back. I am faithful. I will choose to believe that God did not give me problems. I am purpose. I am purpose. You've got to start shifting your mindset, that inner dialogue that feeds you doubt, that feeds you fear, right? You have to go and say, I am not afraid. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I can make it through this valley experience. I am mountaintop material. You can make it right? You've got to rebuke your negative thoughts. You've got to rebuke your negative energy. You've got to move past it and talk to that inner dialogue shift. That's the second thing. The next thing that you have to do is take action, taking action with your kinetic energy. Some of us are so tied to a mindset that our mindset produces a certain energy that attracts a certain people and attracts a certain lifestyle. I just had someone that told me, I can't stop, right? What they were saying is, I'm in and out of jail. I can't, I, trouble always find me. Trouble always find me. I don't know why. And I said, listen, trouble isn't finding you. 
trouble is in your kinetic energy. It's in your motion. It's in your thought process. It's the way that you think. Everything that you do has trouble associated to it because you've created a troubled lifestyle because of your troubled thoughts. Trouble isn't finding you. You're producing what you think, feel, and what your values are. If you want to stop the pattern or break the cycle of being in and out of jail, you've got to shift what you believe and you've got to stop focusing on the problem and the trouble and identify, well, what is my purpose? Because I know good and well, the God that I believe in didn't put me on this earth to go in and out of jail, in and out of jail. I know good and well that the God that I believe in the God of my understanding didn't put me on this earth just to gangbang, right? Just because that was your story doesn't mean that that is your story. You don't have to stop there. I told him, so what? You sold drugs. So what? You stole cars. So what? You were criminal minded. You were criminal minded that produced criminal action, but you weren't born a criminal. That's not your purpose. That's not your purpose, but kinetically, your energy, your action puts you in that mode. So what we need to do is take action. That K is for kinetic energy. Everything in your motion, in your body, in your being has to be towards whatever your destiny is. Only you can answer that question. What is my destiny? Ask it. God, what is my destiny? In this moment, reveal what my destiny, destiny, my purpose is. I'm walking this path. I got blind faith. And the only thing that I see is the light at the end of the tunnel. I believe that if I put one foot forward, that I will be guided toward where I need to be. You've got to shift your energy. That means all of the catabolic thoughts that you have. I never will. I never can. I can't. I doubt. I don't believe I'm not going to make it. All of the, those inner thoughts and that inner dialogue that you have with yourself, when you do things that aren't in alignment with who you are, you have to talk yourself into it. You ever, you ever say, I'm so happy I didn't go out. I got a call that this happened and I'm so happy that I wasn't there. Your intuition your inner dialogue said, don't go, don't do it. You don't even feel like it. Don't do it. They want you to come out, but you don't feel like it. Go sit down and watch TV. You've been working all week. The reward for you is to not go turn up in the club. The reward for you is to put on your sweatpants and veg out. Ask yourself, where do I need to graduate in my life? Where do I need to elevate, grow? Remember, Make an assessment, take an assessment of your life, your finances, your career, your relationships. Then shift your old thoughts that did not serve you. How do I do that, Ben? Think about the mistakes you made, the regrets you have. Don't Listen, I know they tell you I ain't got no regrets. I live my life with no regrets. If you made a mistake, there's a, a regret possibly associated to it. The real question is, did you learn your lesson? If you didn't learn your lesson, that's where you need to shift your old thought process. The, the critical thinking that you didn't use, now you need to apply. Shift your thought process. Finally, the K, your kinetic energy. Kinetic energy is where your thoughts meet your actions and you start moving in it, right? So you might think you're one thing, but you're doing another. It's that kinetic energy. You need to be aligned with who you are. 
are, right? So listen, I love y'all so much. I love you too much, maybe three much. And in this season of graduation and in elevation, I don't want you to miss your blessing. I don't want you to miss the possibility of breaking down and breaking through to your purpose in this moment. I feel like the God of your understanding, your highest self, the highest power, the universe, spirit, whatever you call it, is trying to hand you a degree, a diploma to say it is time. Walk across the stage of your life from one level to the next. I'm trying to grow you, elevate you, put you in the spotlight. You've done a lot of living and a lot of learning. It is now time to apply that to live your best quality life. My name is Ben Carter. I am your favorite life coach. My prayer for you is that you graduate, that you elevate, and then turn around, motivate, and inspire someone else. May you be protected. May you be covered and kept. Till next time. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.